Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, everybody. You're listening to Body Talk Radio. Heather and Takeshi here. We had some pretty big ideas about what this show is going to be this week and then <laughs> everything happens. The week happens. I'm not going to lie. I got sucked into listening to true crime on YouTube <laughs> versus prepping for the show. No, I'm kidding. It happens. I love following the true crime. It's just I know like someone listens to that podcast called Sword and Shield. It's oh, just all about murder true mysteries. Crime. Is it? Okay. And it's so gruesome, but some people yeah. are into that stuff. I, I don't, don't like get it. I do not like anything gruesome. In fact... My family will tell you, I don't watch movies that are violent. I can't even watch kid movies that are violent. Yeah. I don't like any violence. And that's why I don't like to watch the news either, because I don't like to watch people. <laughs> here you are going with a uh, true crime here. No, but what I'm <laughs> saying is when I say true crime, it's more the afterwards, the how are they solving the cases. Oh, oh. So it's like good mental. You're like, oh, well, maybe this happened or maybe that happened. It's more about like how they solve the cases. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This is just pretty much like almost a police report on how yeah. the yeah. thing happened yeah, and like, everything. And it's so... That's cool. Uh, it's it? interesting, but I like light and soft yeah, podcasts, yeah, yeah. I guess. So, okay, that's funny because if and when I do have the time to be on any sort of social media, I'm usually on YouTube and I'll do a little bit of the true crime. I follow like a few of the cases, but then I also do cockpit air because I love aviation. Oh, do you really? So I'll do, yeah, I'll spend I time. know that. Oh, yeah. I spend hours like being in the cockpit of like a 737 and like. Really? My old audio engineering teacher, he used to record the inside of a, a plane, like yeah. old planes, and he would sell it as CDs. Oh, totally. People yeah. are fascinated with it. And for me, because I travel just a ton and I went through a phase where I was not comfortable flying because I had some really bumpy flights and those types of things. So I just started like learning on YouTube and just to the point where now I'm like, I've gone through tutorials and all kinds of stuff. I can <laughs> really spend like a significant amount of time flying, like wow. le learning to fly. Yeah. I got to tell you something. One of my side things I'm going to be working on pretty soon, I'm studying for my part 107, which is for my unmanned flying vehicle Whoa. License. So I fly FPV. So you What's have that? this first person view 
and you pretty much are inside the cockpit of a drone, and you just fly it around. You could do tricks and everything. And that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And so I'm going to be doing it for like real estate mostly. Oh yeah, so stuff. you can you like basically have a drone, and you can do that like video for homes when they're being sold. Yeah, but it does really feel like you're flying. Okay, I need to I, check that out. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really cool. And I got this new one. It's an HD and. Analog, the video was always a little fuzzy, so you could take yourself out of it. Yeah. Where this feels like you're inside the cockpit of it, and it looks real. Oh, my gosh. And it's I so, love it's it. It's so intense. I got to get you a headset. Or you have to get, let me check it. it out, because we have a good family friend who was so kind to give us a simulator. So we have the Microsoft flight simulator, yeah. and I have the honeycomb throttle and thruster and like for wow. flying but i've spent many hours in this will just change your world because you're actually in real life flying you are around. actually flying yeah right yeah okay i it, would it'll love melt to your face until oh my you. god i'll love it yeah, yeah. I i'll bring it next time it. that's so cool and then the other thing i geek out on <laughs> is two things one i follow a monkey i know like literally i follow this monkey and it's gatlin ray on youtube and they just it's this family that has a farm. They live on a farm, but they have this monkey that lives with them and it's the cutest thing. So that's like my happy. And then I also follow a dog called Noodles <laughs> that I love. Noodles, the corporate canine. So those are kind of my things. Pretty diversified there, right? Puppies and dogs and monkeys and then true crime and then cockpit stuff. And then of course, all the health stuff. Like right. often I'll be following the health stuff too, just because I'm so fascinated by it. And so talking about health, you have some questions here from some yeah, listeners. Yeah, so I always try to jump on like, <laughs> to the pages and see what we have going on. But a couple of the things. One was about intermittent fasting, and I talked to you about this earlier. Oh, yes. And I want to just bring that up because there's sort of two things that go hand in hand, and that's not only what you eat, but when you eat and intermittent fasting and just lots of people going back and forth with intermittent fasting. And does that help balance your blood sugar and all of that stuff? So Again, you know, when we think about how we evolved, I don't think we had three squares back in the caveman days. Pretty sure we didn't. But we also live differently. We live very differently, right? Three We're not, squares meaning three meals a day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think we had three meals a day. I really question, too, rather... Did, you know, obviously we moved our bodies a lot more. We were nomadic. We were walking a lot. We were hunting. We were fishing. We were gathering. We were right. doing all the things. We were building and creating and protecting ourselves. We're pretty sedentary today, right? Yeah. So that thus, everybody with all these blood sugar issues and diabetic and all the stuff. So you can't really address when you eat without addressing like all the other stuff. But I would say that the studies and the research is just so heavily leans toward the benefits of fasting, right? Okay, so let's rewind this a little bit. Yeah. What is intermittent fasting? It doesn't mean fasting mm. for a few days or anything no, like that. No, it actually means fasting on a schedule so that you are only eating food during a set period of hours. And then during this other set period of hours, you are not eating food. Say like after dinner. Yes, That's correct. probably the easiest one or a common one that you could be doing. It absolutely is. A lot of people who do this practice, this intermittent fasting practice, they have a time window kind of based on their lifestyle and then based on what studies show. Like Takeshi, you could eat dinner at 10 o'clock and then go to bed at 1. So I would say like you have to define it a little bit more. 
I am a firm believer in really wrapping it up and not eating really anything past 6 p.m., right. which not many people could do. Yeah, I have problems with that sometimes. Every once in a while, I just have to eat something at midnight, and then I'll yeah. accidentally pass out. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, you do? <laughs> yeah, like, like right afterwards. Like, like food coma pass out? Not like I'm eating so much that like I pass out. Like I'm so out, exhausted, it th- drains th- me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired, and I feel like I need to eat something. The problem is that sometimes I dry heave in my sleep. Totally. Right? <laughs> and so that's you just, really dangerous. It's and really I this is, Yeah, I mean, dangerous. I could end up like no, totally. Jimi Hendrix. Many people have perished from that. I think, one, if you have this sort of pass out, like after you eat, you yeah. get this blood sugar thing. And then you go into the sleep. I think, obviously, you know that's not good. Well, I've noticed the problem. That was the problem. <laughs> so now I have to deal with it. And we're so trainable, and your body get, is yeah. so habitual that if you've taught your body that you're going to feed it a nice bowl of cereal at midnight or whatever, like yeah. some nice carbs, it's going to crave that. That's the problem. And a lot yeah. of times when you're up working, because I'm sure you probably are, like your body it really wants to go to bed, but what happens is your brain's tired, and yeah. so you're looking for glucose for your brain to stay up. So then oh, you're like, "Oh, I yeah. got it. I'm so exhausted, or whatever." And and your body kicks in like, "Ooh, food time," because this is what we do. And then all of a sudden, it's that habit. It's a habit. <laughs> yeah, it's a habit. It's a really challenging one too, because we talk about when you eat as being as important as what you eat. So I would just say. Start backing that up a half hour each night to develop a new habit for your body. Because honestly, for a very small period of time years ago, I had a habit of eating a bowl of cereal before bed at like 9 o'clock, 8.30, whatever, 9. I go to bed pretty early, but I would have a bowl of cereal. And it was like I started just getting this habit that I wanted it and I craved it. And I had to quickly get out of that habit. But you can train your body. Just like you can train your body away from sweets or carbs or whatever. It takes time and effort and it takes discipline. But once you do it, you won't want it anymore. Yes. It's been a habit since at least 15, 20 years. All right. It's It's, something I need to break. It's tough. So start just backing it up. Like, in other words, don't go and think I'm not going to eat tonight. And then all of a sudden at midnight, you're like, screw it. You're like, oh, darn it. I'm not going to eat that. So I'm just wondering if you could just back it up from 12 to 11 or right. and just start backing it up 30 minutes and even back your bedtime up too. That's the other thing. You need to go to bed early. <laughs> Let's just rip you apart right yeah, now. Yeah, that, that's the tough part because I used to go to all these events Yeah, and they wouldn't shut down till 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 6. So now I'm just built for it. I could stay up all night if I really, really yeah. wanted to. But yes. I tried to go to bed at 11. Okay. But then it turns into one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so hard. But you can train your body if you just start like, just yeah. go to bed a little bit earlier, 15, 20 minutes earlier for a few nights, then back it up even earlier. And you can train your body yeah. to yeah. have a different set of bedtime rules and yeah, all that. I just got to put my foot down and just do it. I know. It's hard. It's it. hard. Yeah. We are such creatures of habit. And it is very, very hard to change those habits. I know I deal with this all the time with people, especially in, when I was doing a lot of coaching and stuff like that. It was very hard for people to break their habits. There's only so much I can do in providing the education and the structure and the accountability and all those things. But in the end of the day, your desire to change has to be stronger than 
your desire at right. evening to have that bowl of cereal or whatever it is. Yeah. And, so what are the benefits of intermittent fasting? Yeah. So immune system is one big. That's a huge one. It is a big one. As I have a runny nose and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we all need it, right? Yeah. So immune system is really important. And when I look back to say when I was in the 70s going to school as a kid and we would walk to school in Chicago in the middle of winter. And I know you hear these stories, right? But we, we actually did. We would walk a good mile yeah. to school. And Barefoot. In like zero, (laughs) well, practically, I just remember we had our little coats and stuff, but we weren't bundled up like you would think. I bundle up the same way here that I did when I was in Chicago in the 70s walking to school because we were accustomed to it. But what that does, being in that cold air, just kids walking to school, it benefits the immune system in such a way because cryo, you know, like cryotherapy, that cold therapy that really helps boost the immune system, exposure to cold, we know that has very positive immune modulatory effects. So I know you're like, what does that have to do with fasting? But fasting has similar effects that we know on the immune system. So when you remove food from the diet and allow the metabolic reaction to that and the processes the body goes through without void of food, there are many, many systems that kick into place and one boosting the immune system for sure. Right. We also know that just not giving the body an unpredictable rhythm yeah. is also good, right? So you don't eat yeah. at the same exact time every day and the body learns to expect it. As I've talked about, we're creatures of habit, but when you shake that up and you don't allow the body to expect food, at that time, it has to go and divert and do a different program. And it's actually really good for you to keep your blood sugar, your insulin sensitivity and all those things. So not only is it good for the immune system, it's good for the metabolism. It's also really good just for maintaining your weight. Right. And it's good for the right. brain. So we also know that we have a lot of diseases right now that cause brain issues. And they say that Alzheimer's is diabetes 3 So we want to also think about behaviors and habits that are going to help keep the brain insulin sensitive. So what is intermittent fasting and what would the timing be? So we have just a few minutes here and I'll talk about that. So that window, typically I recommend 6 or 7 p.m., nothing after that, depending on when you go to bed. So I go to bed at 9, so I shouldn't have anything after 6. (laughs) Okay. I know, isn't that funny? He's laughing at me. (laughs) I went to bed at 8.30 last night. No, you didn't. Oh, wow. I did. I know. You're like, I'm missing out on a whole world, aren't I? (laughs) I'm missing out on like eight hours of just fun. (laughs) Um, But the truth is, I go to bed at 9, so I stop eating at 6. And you really want to have that three hours before bed. Okay, so three hours before bed. Absolutely. That's easy to do. Okay, so, you, so you're like, okay, I eat at midnight and go to bed at three or four. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about, Takeshi. That's not what I'm talking about. I think for you, having you like reverse engineer and start getting to bed by 11. Yeah. And like stop eating at around seven or eight. That's where you want to go. All right. I'll aim for that. Yeah, if you can do that. So I'll expect a report on that here next time. <laughs> for sure. So the other thing would be then, they always say 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. So you want this 16-hour window. So... 16-hour window of not eating is the prescribed. It's what most of the experts and the specialists say. So if you stop eating at 7, then the next day you're not going to eat till 
what time? I don't know what that 16 hours would be from 7 p.m., but you count 16 hours. So I think it's okay. 11 a.m. or something yeah, yeah. like that. And then I personally, though, go for 18. I okay. do the 18 hours and it's not hard to do. So I'll do no food after six. I usually don't eat till noon the next day. And it's fine. And you, how many meals a day do you do? Usually two. Two. I usually do two. But yeah. if I feel like having three, I will. Yeah. And if I'm hungry that morning at 8 or 9 a.m., I'll have it. I'm not strict. It's like generally I have learned that's how I feel and operate the best, especially yeah. because I work East Coast hours. Oh, so that's right. I work 6 a.m. until usually 3 or 4 in the afternoon. But let's just say like the typical eight hours would be till 2. So... I'm busy working all morning, and a lot right. of times I just don't even think about food. 